Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two caps a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, sucky daters? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. As always, it's your beloved, handsome, intelligent hosts, me and the other guy, Jared Haben. What's going on, Jared? I feel that's like uh, that's what Sean Booth called Nick Viall on our season. The other guy, he refused to call him by Nick. It was actually quite funny. And now Nick is just forever known as the uh, the other guy, partly in my brain. There you go. Another way that we cannot separate you and Nick. You guys look very similar, act very similar. We look very similar. I mean, and I'll take that as a compliment. You have very similar alter egos. I'll take that as a compliment. If I look uh, like him at his age, which I won't say because he'll probably uh, hate me for saying it, then I'll be a happy man, my friend. Uh, but you know, yeah, I'm, like sick, said, I'm sick of this. I'm just sick of this whole at that age thing. I was telling Kaylin the other day, or actually even just this morning at breakfast, I was like, oh, look at your hands. They've got more wrinkles in them than I do, like in the palms, in the palm of a hand. I was like, your palm has more wrinkles than I than mine do. And she was like, don't look at them. They're wrinkly. I was like, that's just literally part of life and growing older it's like you're gonna have wrinkles and so at any age you look exactly how you're supposed to well try telling ashley that she gets wrinkles forcibly removed through yeah technological advances i mean listen of course we're never going to be able to get into the mind of other people but at the end of the day it's like just let nature run its course and like if you get a little wrinkly that's just how nature intended you to look i'm not gonna lie dean 
I may have just gotten a Vivachi facial, which is okay. something I never heard of before. But Ashley wanted me to get one because she got one. They numbed my face. So my face is still very numb right now. So if I start, like, my tongue goes numb and I start just blabbering, just take over the podcast for me. I'd appreciate it. Your but skin li- does look a little, like, pulled back almost. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, what, uh, what would that be, a facelift? Yeah. No, it was not a facelift. It was, like, there was, like, little needles. It was not an enjoyable experience. I don't know why facials are, ex- like, described to be enjoyable. They, s- facials are, have you ever had one? Um, uh, maybe like once or twice. They're not fun. Never anything like this. So a couple of years ago, I had my first facial. Ash wanted me to get one because I have tons of blackheads in my nose, apparently. So she wanted to get those removed because if you don't get the blackheads removed, apparently your nose becomes like your great grandfather's, you know, where it's just like all bubbled up and pussed out. Quite disgusting. So she was like, get the blackheads out now because I don't want you to have this puffed out nose when we're older. I was like, whatever. So I go. And they have to extract them and they're like zapping my face and then digging like a, a, a scalpel into my nose. And I'm like, I'm sorry. All my life, I grew up thinking that facials were some sort of enjoyable massage mm. spa experience. Little did I know that I'd be bleeding, legitimately bleeding from leaving a facial. Anyway, that's my facial story. So, that sounds painful. But l- listen, in the defense of that whole situation, at least like they're getting your natural features to shine. Oh, Rather they're doing like the injecting job. Or, well, they're, they're, they're taking the things away to make your natural self shine rather than adding things to make you look different. You know, so I think that's defensible in my opinion. But there are things like Botox and, you know, uh, uh, lip injections and all those things. I personally am not a fan. I know everyone's different. Do what you got to do to make yourself feel beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I don't know, especially in today's day and age, especially living in L.A. I'm sure you're not going to encounter much of it in Rhode Island. But as you know, living in L.A. for four or five years, however long you were there, it's like pretty prevalent. And I don't know how we got on this topic, but I'm very passionate about it. I don't blame um, you. I, uh, you know, I always said I never get Botox, but Tom Brady gets Botox. And if Brady does it, <laughs> I'm kind of having a change of heart. I could see myself getting Botox at one point. Luckily, right yeah, okay. now, I don't think we need it. Kane, uh, Kaylin and I were walking down the boardwalk here in Hermosa this morning and we saw Jared Goff riding by on his motorcycle. On, I'm sorry, on his bicycle. Jared uh, Goff? I knew, who, I knew who it was and like, I think like we made eye contact, whatever. It's not important. But in the back of my head at the end, of the, at, like after he had passed by, I was like, crap, I should have yelled out, go Lions as soon as he rode by. But I uh, unfortunately did not. Do you think he knew who you were, which is why you guys made eye contact? You know, it's entirely possible. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like some unspoken mutual respect between the two of us. Oh, dude, one time I saw Topher Grace in uh, Hollywood and I was I was staring at him because I was like, holy crap, that's Topher Grace. And then he saw me and then we probably had the same experience you did with Jared Goff where we just stared at each other for like a good four seconds because <laughs> I was like, that's Topher Grace. And then he made on contact with me and he he didn't he like looked at me as if he knew me or like was trying to register in his brain where he recognized me from. And then I was like, oh, my God. I think Topher Grace knew who I was for a second. I think he might watch The Bachelor. So it's like stuff like that that is the, one of the coolest experiences of the show for me. Like being like, I, I think to, that guy knows who I am. I don't want to sound like an idiot or anything, but who the heck is Topher Grace? Dude, uh, that 70s show. And he was in... Uh, oh, he was, he's uh, he's the main guy. Yeah, I think his name is Eric in the show. And then he was in... Um, what's that 80s movie? I really liked it. Uh, Take Me Home Tonight. He was in that. It came out a few years ago. He was in Spider-Man 3. He was Venom. That was probably his biggest role. 
He was Venom. He was also in Ocean's 12 or 13 at the very beginning. He, oh, my. Yes, it's right. Yeah, yeah. He rented the room that Brad Pitt owned the hotel of. He, he's in Ocean's. He might be in Ocean's 12, but he's in Ocean's 11. He's at the poker game. That's right. Well, that's right. So that's how he met Brad Pitt. And in my opinion, that might be his biggest recurring role in the Oceans movies. Like, come on, man. You yeah, can't really get much awesome. higher than that. I know. That uh, is pretty awesome. It's, it's he, funny that we talk about this thing at the beginning because uh, we have a headline that we I think is important for us to discuss in terms of dating. Uh, it's the Jane Fonda shares her truthful outlook on dating, and it's that she would want a younger man. What do you I think know, about yeah. that, Jared? So she tells USA Today... Uh, that she shares her truthful outlook on dating. So obviously she's a legendary uh, actress. She's an activist. And she talked to an interview last Thursday uh, about being 83. Damn, she's 83 years old. That is good for Jane Fonda. She looks great. But she talks about intimate relationship and she talks about what she, you know, likes. She talks about her fantasies. And quote, Jane Fonda says, I don't want to be in a relationship a sexual relationship again. I don't have that desire. Do I fantasize? Yeah, here's my fantasy. I'll just put it out there, Jane Fonda said. But the problem is that like a man, I would want a younger man. Isn't that awful? It's a thing about skin. I would Hmm. want a younger man and I'm too vain. So she's been married and divorced three times. That sucks. Her most recent marriage was to billionaire Ted Turner. They split up Mm. back. Oh, my God. So she has been married in 20 years because they split up back in 2001. Uh, So listen, Jane Fonda, you're 83 years old. Girl, go for a younger man. First of all, if she's going to date, let's be honest, statistically speaking, the person's probably going to be younger (laughs) than her just from from her age. You know what I mean? Right, right. If we're looking at average lifespan here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But Jane Fonda, I saw a picture of her recently. She looks awesome yeah she looks is- pretty good whenever i hear the name jane fonda i think of that mickey avalon's mickey avalon song more junk in the trunk than a honda i know you want to do the jane fonda have you heard <laughs> yeah. that song before yeah 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 it's just it's, it's directly where my mind just zeroes in on so i mean listen if you're big enough to have a song written about you you're doing something right so i think it's it's very much within jane's right to date younger if that's what she wants to do yeah do but, it girl I don't know. Like, listen, like, let's say, you know, you get divorced three times. You're in your 80s. What are you get? like? What is younger to you? You're like someone in their 60s. Like at that point, uh, somebody in their 70s. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Like, I, I, like you said, law of averages, everything is real. Like majority of people in the world are going to be younger than you. So it's like, how much younger are we talking here? Like, is, is Jane Fonda going to date like a 25 year old guy? Because that's a little creepy. All right, let's be honest right now. OK, do you have your you have your computer in front of you, right? I, do, I want yeah. you to I want you to Google a picture of Jane Fonda. Just do Jane Fonda 2020, so you know what okay. she looks like. All right, she's I'll 83 do years I'll do old. 2021. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's so cute. That my question, Dean. You as how old are you? 28, 29. I'm 29. I'm 20. I'm 30 next month. Thank you very much. Oh my God. Yeah, you're getting old. So yeah, no as a 30, let's just we'll, we'll age you up as a 30 okay. year old man. Sure. Yeah. Looking at Jane Fonda and what she looks like at 83. Right. Dean, if you were single, would you date Jane Fonda? Absolutely not. Okay. You Would you go on one date with Jane Fonda? <laughs> if she was like, Dean, I'm a huge Bachelor fan. I loved you on the show. I would love nothing right. more than to go on a date with you. Would you go on a date with her? 
I would be very interested in sparking up like a very platonic friendship with Jane Fonda. Sure, that sounds awesome. I'm sure she's got some great stories to share. I think I could entertain her with some of my own stories, but I don't think there would be any romance involved. Well, um, to be fair, she said that she doesn't want to be in a sexual relationship again. She doesn't have that desire. So this could work out perfectly for both of you. Yeah. Well, you want me to call Kaylin over here and apologize to her and say, like, listen, hey, I'm going to go on a date with Jane Fonda. And if prevented the opportunity or presented the opportunity, of course, like, you know, no promises or anything like that. I mean, YOLO, uh, why not? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, I can see that, actually. Now that you've, you put it into perspective for me, I could see that being a realistic uh, scenario for me. Like, well, let's say Kaylin is out of the picture. What's the biggest age gap you'd ever date a girl at? Uh, like, like a romantic, like physically date? Yeah, like a romantic relationship that you are committed to one another. Um, that's a hard question to answer because listen, like obviously, I fortunately I don't have to put myself in that scenario. I've dated older uh, in the past before Kaylin, of course. Kaylin's four years my my junior, but in the past I've dated girls as upwards of like ten years older than I am. My brother uh, dated a girl who was twenty plus years older than he was, so. Uh, I, you know, the Ungler genealogy doesn't discriminate against age. If there's a spark, if there's a connection there, then by all means, we'll pursue it. Um, but thankfully, I don't even have to. I don't even have to consider this hypothetical because I have Kaylin, and and um, she's not yeah, eighty-three years old. We're a podcast. We're here for entertainment pur- purposes. Hypothetical is what we do. Right. I would so say I, I would me, go upwards of like early forties, mid forties. I would say. I would say the same for like a committed relationship because it would be tough because it all depends to, you know, family, what you're planning, marriage. Like if you're dating someone older, they could have easily been divorced and maybe not want to get married again. Or maybe they don't want kids or maybe they already have kids. That throws a wrench into dating, obviously. For me, though, like if we're putting all those factors to the side, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I would go. I would go even upper 40s. I think. And you're what, 32, 31? 32. Okay. You know, obviously Ashley's the one woman for me, but if I was single before Ash, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like a woman older than me who like puts out sexy vibes. That was good things. <laughs> is that like a, is that like a kink thing though? Like once you like one and done, like once you get it, you're over it and like, okay, you're like, check that off the list. Or is that like an actual thing where it's like. You know, there might be some longevity to this. To this, you know, I got to be honest. I've I never experienced it, so I can't really answer that question. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been a one done thing, or if I would have been head over heels, like, okay, I'm in love. This is over. Like, I will do anything for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. You want to know what the best thing about this whole conversation, though, Jared? What is that, Dean? Is that none of it matters because you have Ashley and I have Caleb, oh, and we're very, very lucky in that regard. Well, extremely <laughs> lucky, obviously. Did it's you nice ever have? A, a po- oh, well, I was going to say, did you ever have a hesitant because Caleb was four years younger than you? Um. Do you do you see that as a big age difference? Like my parents are seven years difference, and as a kid, I never thought twice about it. I was like, oh, that's just what you know, marriage is. You marry someone, you marry someone seven years younger than you. But now, as I get older, I realize what a big age difference that is between my parents. Because they got together, my dad was 27, my mom was 20 when they got married. So for you, Dean, you know, Kaylin's four years younger than you. Do you think that's a big uh, difference in age? Uh, uh, that's a really good question, Jared. Um, um, it was, I, I wouldn't say it was like a hesitation, but it was definitely a, thro- a thought that had crossed my mind at some point. Because, like I said, I want, I want to say, like, historically, I did date a little older. 
like most of my girlfriends in my 20s were like late 20s, early 30s, um, you know, because listen, like I'm super mature, uh, really intellectual, just very like interesting. And so that like, you know, obviously tailors towards an older crowd a little mm-hmm. bit. Obviously, um, <laughs> obviously, obviously. Uh, and so it crossed my mind, but I don't think there's ever any like, I don't think I was ever like, ooh, 24 when I was 28. It's like, that's not going to pass because, you know, women uh, on average, I think, I think it's pretty commonly known that they mature faster than men. So I was like, okay, cool. She's four years younger than I am. She's still probably four years more mature than I am. So that in itself was like, okay, whatever, like this is no big deal. And Ashley's oh, yeah. older than you, She's which is so- funny because- I think Kaylin's oh, four years more mature than her age and you're four years less mature than your age. Right. So if right. you really balance this thing out, she's pretty much emotionally two years older than you. Well, by that math, she would be 29 and I would be 25, which is oh, very, very possible, yeah. I mean, math was never my strong suit, which is why I ended up on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, that was a lot of math. It's it's so funny too, because I was just telling Kaylin some stories when we were at uh, breakfast just now about the things I would do when I was 19 or 18 or 19, like a freshman in college. And she was like, you would do those things. And I was like, yeah, I was an idiot. And she goes like, that's like beyond idiotic. That's like, you like I was acting like a 15 year old. I think that uh, men typically I, do skew younger. I need to know what one of these things was. I mean, I just explain story, a legal version of it. If these things were illegal. The main story that threw her off really bad was I used to just get really drunk with my friends and like have each other, like we would all just punch each other in the face to give each other black eyes. Um, uh, 18 years why? old. Why? <laughs> well, because we're idiots. Absolutely, because we're idiots. And there was I, no, I think the, you didn't think the, like, like, oh, she, women are going to find this sexy or like well, I just want to look like a oh, badass? Yes, of course. That's nine, That's like, I would say like that's 60% of what it was. I say it was like 30% like showing up to class as a freshman in college with a black eye and everyone's like, whoa, this guy got into a fight this weekend. That's pretty cool. You should see the and other then, guy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would always say. And then the other 10% is just like, you know, just being drunk and stupid and young with your friends. Um, I, I told Kayla that story and she was like, she looked at me like I was an insane person. And I've like shared some of my other like delinquent, you know, underage drinking stories with her before. And she's always like, those are bad. But she like the way she looked at me after me telling her that story was like, who the heck am I dating right now? Because I have no idea who you are. In my experience, guys are very stupid. So we didn't punch each other in the face, but I was also in high school. We did this, but football, like, in the locker room, we would have challenges of punching each other in the same spot, giving each other a dead arm. So like you would wind up and punch as hard as you could into your buddy's arm. And then your buddy would do the same thing to your arm. And then you would continue this back and forth until one person gave up. And then obviously the one person that gave up just lost pride and respect. Uh, But when I look back upon that, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with us? Why do guys do this? What does it matter with us? We just punch right. each other for fun. And you guys were punching each other in each other's faces. Right, right. It got so bad to the one point where there was this girl that I was like really good friends with that I like I like had her pin me down on the ground and she'd like start punching me in the eye to give me a black eye. And I was like, you're not punching me hard enough. Punch me harder. And she started like punching me harder. And she's like, I'm scared. I don't want to punch you harder. And I'm like, punch me harder. Uh, and I was, what? I was getting really. This sounds like a sexual was, fantasy. I'm not going to lie of yours. Where well, it was like, like in the middle of a crowded party. Like I thought it, I thought it was hilarious. My friends probably didn't think it was as funny as I did, but they were still uh, around me laughing. Anyway, let's move on to a different subject. This is, uh, uh, yeah, there is one subject I want to talk about before we get into our guest this week. Now, this is covered on Us Weekly. 
Uh, two people that we know uh, from Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, one person is your mortal enemy. Uh, Evan Bass uh, screenshotted a text message between him and, I guess, his soon-to-be ex-wife, which is really sad, uh, Carly Waddell. Um, and it was really weird. I remember seeing this uh, live while on Instagram. I saw that Evan posted because Evan doesn't really uh, post anything on social media anymore. And then so I was curious. I clicked on his story, and it was a screenshot of a text message between him and Carly. And they were going back and forth about, I guess, who Carly would date after Evan, after their divorce went final. I don't really know. It seems like kind of a flirtatious text message back and forth. Like, oh, who who would you date? Oh, who would you date? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, but it was really weird. And then Evan added the caption, when your soon-to-be ex-wife won't commit to appropriate boundaries. So obviously, I immediately showed this to Ash and was like, what are you making of this? Because this is really weird. And then she had no idea what it meant. And then Evan deleted it. And then mm. the reason that's so interesting is that he tagged, so his next story, he tagged me in it. So mm. he deleted this, then he posted a story and tagged me in it. And he said, um, I forget what he said, but he said something about like how he was joking and he's headed into surgery tomorrow. And then he said, tagging at Jared Haven because of facial hair. Cause he, you know, he, he had like the same facial hair I did in the picture. Mm. And so, uh, I responded, uh, and, uh, I don't know. I haven't heard back from him. I hope he's doing all right. Uh, but, uh, it was, but he deleted that too. And then he went on this Q and a, um, but of course, uh, you know, us weekly covered this because it's Evan and Carly and, and they talk about how Evan wants Carly to marry an Italian because it'll make him happy, but he doesn't want any, her dating anybody short. It has to be someone over six feet. And it was just weird. And the idea that he screenshotted this, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about this? I just figured we touched on it because obviously Bachelor related. Uh, I mean, I've never, I don't really know either of them. I know that Evan is a slimy human. Uh, <laughs> and No, I'm just kidding. He seems like a nice enough guy. He just always wants to yell at me on Twitter for whatever reason. Um, but I, that's funny that he tagged you. So, and you messaged him and he never responded to the message. Well, he said that he was going into surgery and, and he seems to be all right right now. But I was just like, hey, hope it, hope it's going, you know, hope you're all right. Um, what was the surgery? It was dental surgery, I believe, that he posted about. So it wasn't, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, everything was good. Thank God. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really, really, uh, uh, I love Carly. I haven't talked to her in a while, which is sad because Carly and I were really close. So I was on Bachelor in Paradise season two and three right before you were on in season four. And then Carly and I were both on those seasons and our second season together, season three, Carly and I became really close. We were, we were really, really good friends. Uh, and I have some very fond memories of us just laughing on the beach together. So uh, was there ever a moment where you were like, I kind of want to date, like date Carly or take Carly on a date? No, we kind of joked about it, but we, there was never any type of, uh, that chemistry between the two of us. Like we were just, we were like, I don't know what's a good comparison, but like, we were like, I can't think of it, but we were just, <laughs> I, I guess there's no good comparison. It, it just wasn't that chemistry, you know, like I have that chemistry with Ash, um, but Carly and I were just like best friends. Um, and it was really funny. And like being with her throughout the time that she dated Evan and seeing that firsthand of 
them kissing and not liking each other and then her breaking up with him and then them, you know, uh, developing this relationship that obviously ultimately turned into a marriage and, and having kids and now sadly is ending. Um, but I love Carly. I really care for her. I hope she's doing well. Um, I hope that she was aware that Evan tag like screenshotted. I just always get weird yeah. when people post screenshots of text messages. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just hope was that there any was explanation? Like, was there any like public explanation as to why they were getting a divorce? Um, no, not really. Um, just that it felt like there were time to go their separate ways. I don't know. So I hate like talking publicly about divorces and things like that because I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to like divulge any information that they don't feel comfortable being in the public eye that mm. they haven't talked about themselves. Um, so I think all they said was it was time for them to go their separate ways, which is really sad, uh, especially because, you know, they have a couple kids together. Um, and uh, but at least the good news is they seem uh, to be on friendly terms. That's nice. Uh, hopefully he didn't piss off Carly by screenshotting a text message uh, and posting right. it online. But she could have easily given approval. We have no idea. But I'm not going to lie. When I first read it, I was like, this is freaking weird. I mean, at the end of the day, divorce is bad enough. But when you have kids, it kind of amplifies their like the need to at least stay amicable with each other. I can only imagine, at least. That's my interpretation of it. Totally. Uh, so hopefully they, they're able to like maintain speaking terms. Yeah, and it seems that they do. I mean, they're this, uh, you know, from I feel weird talking about this text message, but Ev Evan's the one that put it on Instagram. They seem friendly. Like they seem like yeah. there's a nice banter back and forth. So, that's well, good. hey, Jared, while we're on the while we're on the topic of Bachelor headlines, I got another one here for you. So, apparently, Bennett from um, Tasha season. That's right. Seemingly shoots his shot with Peter Weber's ex girlfriend and ex no just ex-girlfriend kelly flanagan so mm -hmm. according to this full u.s weekly article um i'm just gonna go ahead and read it verbatim here talking sweet and looking fine bennett jordan would absolutely offer a rose to kelly flanagan if given the chance according to his wednesday instagram post he says at 36 i realize shooters have range for a reason and can't be afraid of taking long distance shots you gotta keep shooting basketball emoji the harvard alum wrote however I didn't realize brief clips of, quote, fantasy could give such feels until earlier this week. Kissy face emoji. The caption was paired with a brief video of the shirtless reality TV personality playing with his hair and winking at the camera set to the song Fantasy by Mariah Carey. The post was an obvious nod to Flanagan, who posted a similar video to her own Instagram account two days earlier, utilizing the same soundtrack the attorney twirled for the camera to show off a new Haircut. So what's going on with this? Um, so I did a little stalking uh, because this piqued my interest. So Kelly posted on her Instagram like a video of her. You know what do they what do they call that? Where you like you flip your hair back? I guess that's what you call it. You know, and it's like you, yeah. she her back is to the camera and she flips it around. And she looks beautiful and her hair looks great and she does it to that Mariah Carey song, which apparently is called Fantasies. I think that's what you just said. And then. Yeah. Bennett, <laughs> in the most Bennett way possible, posted a video on his own Instagram to the same song talking about shooting his shot and talking about fantasies, which is the name of the song. And he's running his hand through his hair, which is an obvious nod to Kelly flipping her hair. So obviously he is very interested in Kelly, 
wants to take Kelly on a date. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if he quote unquote shoot, he shot his shot, uh, privately. I'm curious if he DM'd her and it was like before this whole thing, it was like, Hey, right. you know, I'm Bennett. I was here. I, I've seen you, you know, I'd love to get to know you more, blah, 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 blah. Or if Bennett just was like, screw it, I'm going to post a video that's exactly like hers and let her know, wink, wink, right. I'm into her. Probably the latter. It's definitely more Bennett. I saw I saw it. Um, I have one very specific feeling about it. I bleeping hate it. I think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I like had a close, you know, when you watch a scary movie and you like watch the movie through your fingers over your eyeballs and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can watch it, but I don't want to miss anything super important, but I'm ready to close my eyes if I have to. That's how I watched everything in that uh, story he posted. And then very regrettably, I wish I could go back and turn time around and fix this that I did. I watched a couple more videos on Bennett's Instagram page and it was just some of the worst stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. If that's him shooting a shot, he does not have Steph Curry range. He has DeAndre Jordan range from yeah, Shaquille 50 feet. Range. Exactly. He's got no range. He's got no game. It was bad. And I mean bad. And I don't like, listen, he might be a nice guy. It all might be satire for all I know. I don't know. But it was mind-blowingly bad. See, that's it why... It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That's why I like Bennett so much because I think that he has zero game. And I'm saying this in the most endearing and loving way. Cause I, I think like he's just, he's a little wacky. <laughs> and like, I, I, I like, I think I relate to people like that who are kind of like just weird. And you don't want to, you don't want to relate to people like that. No, 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 in my I agree. Like opinion. his videos, like there was one where he, uh, what did he do? He was like licking caviar off his hand or something oh, like that. God, I know it was so bad. It was it terrible. Was so the, and, the, and to make matters worse is this is the same guy. I think that was talking to Noah from Tasha season about how emotionally intelligent he was and how Noah needed to learn emotional intelligence. And then I see these things and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? How in this, how, how, okay. You take this video. That's one thing short, maybe shit, like send it to the person directly, but you watch it a couple times and in your head, you're like, you know what? Yeah, this looks good. I look good. That was slick. That was hot. I'm going to post this on my Instagram page for hundreds of thousands of people to see. Are you like unbelievable? I, I still, I mean, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It blows my mind. And that's the point right there. Is that we don't don't think it's I don't think it's satire. I think he I think Oh, I don't think so either. I think that is Bennett. Here's what I think. I think he has let the attention that he's gotten from the show get to his head a little too much. He's like, Wow, I'm hot. People want to see more of me. More of me licking my hand, eating caviar, winking at the camera, running my fingers through my hair. This is what people like. They think I'm hot. I'm going to keep doing it. And it just, it, it's, in my opinion, very frustrating. But hey, more power to him. If that's what he does, it's, if that's what he needs to make himself happy, that's exactly what he should be doing. So keep I mean, here's the question. Going. Do you think Kelly is interested in Bennett? I don't. I don't see how anyone with a level head on their shoulders could even in, have a sm- glimpse of interest in what he's doing on Instagram right now. And like I said, he might be the nicest guy, but just the stuff he's doing, it, it absolutely needs to stop. Delete your Instagram, sit down, talk to like a, a, a consult, have a consultation with someone that like knows what they're doing. Let them like reprioritize where you want to go with your social media game here. 
because what you're doing right now is not working. Um, before I knock on Bennett more, let's move on to uh, our guest. Jared, what do you say? We have a great guest coming up on the podcast. She is a renowned psychological expert. She is a life coach. It is Dr. Cheyenne Bryant. She's coming up right after this break. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have Dean, myself, of course. Both are here, and we are joined by a very special guest. She is a renowned psychological expert, a life coach, author of the award-winning Mental Detox. It is Dr. Cheyenne Bryant. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hi, Dean. Hi, Jared. I'm I'm excited to be here um, because I love, you know, I love what I do, which is, uh, being an expert at giving away half of it is my opinion. The other half obviously is my expertise. And I mean, you know, to get paid to do that and be able to change folks' lives while doing that, that's the real paycheck. I always say that. Of course, you make money doing what you do or I do, but the real paycheck is seeing these folks have breakthroughs, seeing these relationships and marriages actually succeed. They're not always easy through the process of getting to some of the successful milestones and then changing up the like the, the dysfunctional patterns that we all, including myself, tend to have. And a lot of times it's just that folks are not aware of it. That's the part that makes it awesome. It's not like there's this big fix that everyone thinks you have to do. 
is just bringing awareness to a lot of people. So they have an understanding of the crap that they've been doing that they mm. weren't aware of and why things continue to not work. Gotcha. You say that people aren't aware, but what exactly are they unaware of? Good question. That's real good stuff. So one, they're not even aware of the fact that the dysfunctional pattern, uh, the toxicity behavior that they've been exhibiting, right? Like all their life for the most part, from kiddo into adulthood, are things that continuously give them end results that they don't want. So we usually grow up having this ideology of the life we want in relationships and marriage in general, right? And then we bring in this dysfunction um, that is not in alignment with that. And we keep beating that dysfunction over the head, or I should say running that play over and over again, and just watering that seed. And when our harvest looks like pine cones, and every time we go to pick it, it hurts, and it doesn't look like apples and oranges, we go, what the hell, right? What are we doing wrong? That awareness of what are we doing wrong or what do we continuously keep doing that is learned behavior is where the awareness is not. And so oftentimes it's just as easy as saying, okay, Jared, listen, you've done this particular behavior several times in all of your relationships mm -hmm. and it has gotten you this negative result every single time. So tell me where is this working at for you? And if it's working, let's keep running that play. But if it's not, sweetheart, let's, all we have to do is go back to the drawing board, just like in football or baseball, and we just draft up a different play. Listen, it doesn't work with Brady. You think he throws the whole season away? Obviously, he doesn't, right? Obviously, Brady's not throwing no seasons away. Have we you know. been looking on my Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am a, I am a football fanatic. I, first of all, I love sports, but football is my, my sport. And, uh, you know, I mean, like or not like Brady, and I love him the same person. If you like him or don't like him, you can't take away the beast that he is on the field. Period. I mean, <laughs> preaching to the choir. You're singing Jared's song here with the Brady talk. And it, it, it reminds me a lot of that uh, – that famous Einstein quote, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And so those bad habits, doing them over and over again, expecting positive results is going to obviously not, not be so much the case. So is that where, Dr. Bryant, is that where you got the mental detox thing from then is to kind of detox those those ideas and those habits and then kind of start over from scratch or? 100%. The whole mental detox book, the whole theme of it is your life as a garden. Just to, Just to simplify it. And in your garden, you have all these seeds that have been planted from your childhood and your experiences and who you are naturally water them. Then you all of a sudden wake up one morning and you're in, an, you're in adulthood and you're going, oh, whoa, okay. This seed, this seed, that seed, this tree, this plant has to go. It is no longer serving me because I'm not six-year-old Dean. I'm 24-year-old Dean. I'm trying to figure this thing out called life. And I can't apply those same right recipes to the 24-year-old experiences. It just doesn't work. I just wanted to interject real quick, Dr. Bryant, six-year-old Dean and 24-year-old Dean, not that far apart. Not, not that, that different. <laughs> I, you know what? I agree for a lot of people, probably myself too, but that's when we start to say, okay, the fact that there's no, you know, discrepancy between six and 24. Okay. Let's start to take inventory of our garden because at 24, 25, there should be some difference, at least some difference that's starting to come into your life. And that's when you look at your garden and you take your inventory and say, okay, 
let's not make this thing harder than it is. We don't have to beat ourselves up, right? Be easy with yourself. Be compassionate with yourself while you're plowing out what doesn't work. Listen, it's not like you have to beat up yourself, which is the epitome of safe, safe, you know, self-hatred and the opposite of self-love because you're rooting out what doesn't work. The pruning process is natural throughout the entire process of our life for any new growth to come. Plants, leaves, trees get pruned, even if it happens naturally through the different seasons in order for them to get harvest. And so we have to be okay with going in our garden and going, okay, I see that this prune, this prune, and then smiling going, now I can get that harvest that I've been wanting. Now everything can grow in and I've made room for the newness and and not only the newness, but I've made room for the other plants that were trying to grow. But look, we're stuck because you got toxic over here, dysfunction over here, mm-hmm. got a dead plant over here, you keep watering. And listen, no matter how much you water your dead plant, it does not come back to life. And no matter how much you water your fake plants, it doesn't make them real. And people understand that. You don't stop watering the flowers to water the weeds. Never, never. Right. Well, I guess my question, because you talk about hey, you need to change certain things in your life. You need to formulate a new game plan, take out the toxic aspects of your life, prune the tree. And I feel like when people really reflect, they truly know the the toxic things in, the, in their lives, the things that they really love. I think the problem is, at least in my own personal life, is actually taking the steps to get rid of those things. Because like for myself, and I'm sure a lot of people, I have a huge unwillingness to step out my comfort zone or I'm stubborn or I'm afraid of change. So do you have any advice for people who know what they need to do, but are having difficulty actually doing it. Totally. The first thing for you, Jared, you must, you must be an air sign. Are you Gemini, Aquarius, or Libra? Which one? Oh, I'm not. I'm Scorpio. (laughs) I was going to go second water. Yes. (laughs) To move and change. Um, But I love what you said because you're absolutely correct. There are some people who really, Jared, believe it or not, because you appear to be very high functioning, um, with you just saying, look, doc, I'm aware it's just me really putting in the work, right? So you do have some folks like you who are high functioning, who are, are high intellects. This is the place that they process from the intellectual, uh, processing. So they get it. They like, I know I'm screwing up. I know what I'm doing, dude, listen, but how to, and, and, and maintaining it is, is just something I'm not doing. Then you have the folks who just really don't get it though, Jared, they really are doing this dysfunctional pattern. And they're like, I just don't see it. I just don't understand it. And Dean is saying that that's something that he can relate to. (laughs) And so what I love about what you said is you have both of those two different spectrums. It's called polarity, right? And so imagine those two people getting into a relationship. I want you to look at the gridlock you go into when you're saying, I know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure out how the hell I can fix it. And then, okay, if I do know how to fix it, I need the motivation to do it. This person is saying, I don't know what the heck I'm doing that's so wrong. You, the one who knows, is saying, you know, how don't you know? Look at this. They're saying, I don't. And don't make me feel inferior. Don't make me feel small. Don't defeminize me or emasculate me, depending on who this person over here is, right? By beating on me, making me feel bad about what I don't know. This is where the whole life coaching and giving tools that say, Jared, hold on now. You got to have some compassion. This person doesn't function from the same space you do. Hmm. So everyone's not like you and you can't self-project onto her who Hmm. you are because that's just not fair. And love is not self-projection. Love is intended to be liberating, free, and unconditional. 
Hmm. So I always say, can you love the pieces about a person you do not like just as much as you love the pieces you do? If the answer is yes, let's rock and roll. Let's keep this thing going. Let's go to the, the altar. We're good. If the answer is no, and you're trying to shift our change and get her to understand that she knows what she's doing, we, we have to, we have to get some tools in there, or we have to start to unbuild that home and reconstruct or possibly get into a new one. Right. So mm-hmm. that's where the gridlock comes in. Again, we have to have compassion for each other because we're not cookie cutter. Do most of us want the same thing to be acknowledged, loved and respected? Yes. And have a peace of mind. But that part is, is very can be cookie cutter. The process to getting there. There's nothing cookie cutter about that journey. And that's where relationships get screwed up at. Not in the end result. It's achieving the end result. Yeah. So you said that love isn't projecting yourself onto your partner. I guess that made me think, doctor, what do you think love is? Because I'm curious as a life coach, as someone who's been, uh, you know, coached so many different couples, single people, uh, what do you think love is? So the first thing love is, is experiencing yourself pushed out. So everything that we experience in life is experiencing here ourselves. So that's why the first thing to true love is self-love capped off. Because what happens is as you and I say, you and I, Jared, get into a relationship, I start to experience all of my toxicity or all of my loving pieces of me through the relationship with you because you're just a me pushed out. Hmm. So that goes into what should the experience of love look like? It should look like I completely in my authentic self showing you all my conditions because in order for you to love me unconditionally, don't you have to see my conditions? So why am I coming in with the mask and why am I embarrassed of who I am? And then Mm -hmm. moving from there, it's loving each other wholly unconditionally because stick with me, if I'm experiencing myself, then I'm only loving myself at the extent that I'm loving you. So my love for you is a direct reflection of my self-love for myself. Okay, one last piece. Then I facilitate you. I facilitate you. That's holding you in this safe space while you grow and shift. And growth isn't always forward, sweetheart. Growth is like a slingshot. So I am supposed to facilitate you, not control you, while I'll allow you to be a creator of your world. And if I can love myself wholly and unconditionally, guess what I can do for you? Because I love them unconditionally. Because I give who I am. I give who I am. And that is, it, it, it's, again, you get it, but a lot of people, they can hear it, but they can't process that. Hmm. So they're controlling, they're self-projecting, and they don't love themselves. And then they point at you and Dean, they're like, oh, Dean, you don't love me in these ways. And guess what Dean is saying in the session? Dude, she has insecurities. She hates this about herself. And she's projecting that onto me. Do you see the re- the revolving door of that? Yeah. They're saying the same thing, just different languages. Yeah, that doesn't breed really good situations. And I agree with you. I, I think, I thank you for saying that. I, I It's a good step that I'm aware. I do think a lot of people are aware, like they're aware of the door. Um, they're just really nervous to walk through it, um, which I, I can't blame them. It's, it's, it's tough. 
and you know, and, and doctor, as we kind of navigate out of this COVID pandemic and start getting back into somewhat of a normal uh, world, do you have any advice for couples out there that may have started their relationships during this pandemic world and now are starting to articulate themselves back into normalcy? Absolutely. I think first, the couples who started um, during the pandemic, they had a really, really great advantage at getting to know more of the authentic self, mm -hmm. right? And so now that we're opening back up and then we're going to begin to dress ourselves up. And I say that with clothes, but I also mean that with masks and with images that we want folks <clears throat> to see and different things we color ourselves up with for, for validation and for acceptance. And I want to say that in the midst of that, both parties, two things, well, three things. One is to stay authentic, right? Which authenticity means true to yourself. The second one is to facilitate more than you attempt to control. Control looks like this, facilitate looks like this. You can't receive anything like this. Facilitate, you're wide open, right? Mm -hmm. And the third thing is, if it happens to not work because of the external ways of the world happen to seep in, because now everybody can come out of their little cubby hole, right? <laughs> out of hibernation, Yeah. be okay with that relationship not working. I think that's one of the most important things, Dean and Jared, is people can deal with the emotional piece of the breakup. Most folks aren't surrendering and accepting that it's okay for things not to work. It's just like being at a job and you want a higher pay. So you leave that job to go to another one that's paying better, right? Or can advance you in a better way. It's okay for you to leave this one job or career to go somewhere else that is better fitting for you. We tend to believe that if we've invested too much time, we have to stay here because this is where we bought real estate at. How many people have bought a house and 25 years later, they sell that home with a lot of equity in it and go build their retirement home. And that, ha that retirement home happens to be their dream home. I would imagine so, a lot. There you go. So some relationships are that build up. And of course, we all want to be with one person forever. We know that's the whole dream. I do too. I want that. But you have to be okay with things not working. And so if the pandemic coming to an opening exposes, you know, that this was a season that you guys needed to introspect, to bond, to, to learn something from, to see more of yourself, be fully accepting of that and be fully accepting of, you know what? And it's okay that it doesn't work. It doesn't make it that you, doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean that you won't find someone new. It doesn't mean that as a guy, you can't sustain a relationship or as a woman, you're not good enough. This just means that it ran its season. I want you to tally up all the blessings and the great experiences you've had. And I want you to take all that, pack up and be okay with it. That's the, we all, at the end of the day, we just really want to be okay. That's what we really want. Will I be okay when I walk through this door, like Jared said, that I'm afraid of? We're only afraid of not being okay. We would all face a big bear if we knew we'd be okay. We could take them out. Or if we didn't win and we got a little stuffs, yeah. you'll be okay. Why would we not? Because life is not about win or lose. Life is about experiences. No, that's fair. Words don't teach experience does. So doctor, my question to you after talking about, hey, some relationships are meant to take you to the next step. They're not meant to be forever lasting. 
Do you believe in soulmates? I do. Okay. I do. I believe in soulmates. I believe in the twin flame thing. I just don't believe that there's one soulmate. I don't think that you have this one soulmate that you're looking for in this big world. And just God, please let my soulmate just find me or me find it. No, I think that you receive what you believe. And so I love that you said this because I've had mostly women clients saying, I'm just looking for that one. I'm just looking for that one. It's, it's been years and I just can't find that one. And I'm going, listen to what you're speaking into the universe. You're asking the universe to send you one person. You're going to shift up that affirmation and that request. And you're going to start saying, there are countless men, right? Countless women who are all just waiting to be with me, waiting to love me. And I just have to choose the one I want. And I'm not exaggerating. Within a week or two, my client is saying, wow, I cannot believe how the, that affirmation, right? In the law of attraction I'm putting into the universe has shifted how much of an attraction I have now with men. And it's because what we're looking for, guess what? We will find. Because what we're seeking is seeking us. So again, if we're looking for that one soulmate and you're going, I'm, you know, 25, I'm 40, I'm 50, and where's my soulmate? Well, get out of your own way. Because if you think there's one soulmate, how in the hell are you going to find this one person in this big world? But how about saying, Oh my God, everywhere I go, there's my soulmates. Soulmates are everywhere. Soulmates are, are across the street. They're walking in the bathroom, in the restaurant. Soulmates are on social media. They're on my phone. They're in the parking structure I park and everywhere I go. Oh, I just can't get an, I can't get enough of my soulmates. And I promise you, I promise you with all of me, you're going to see a shift in your experience. And you're going to be like, and you start connecting with people. You're going to start to have this, this cleavingness of harmony because, listen, we see in others who we are, not who they are. We see, in the, we see the world as who we are, not how the world is. So scary world, you got a lot of fears. Let's talk about that. Beautiful, harmonious world. You've been meditating, buddy. Good for you. That's how it goes. I got to meditate more. <laughs> Dr. Brad, are you... Are you advocating for uh, polyamory or are you just saying once you find one of the many soulmates out there, go ahead and hunker down with that guy or girl, oh, whoever said, it might be? Because of the, the field I'm in, I take clients in and I say, what are we doing? And whatever their goal is, if it's multiple partners or one, I help them reach that goal if they believe it's healthy for them. And, and then if it, they get there and they don't like it, I say, you know, let's run a different play. Let's try something different. Don't get stuck on one thing because then you become discouraged, right? I want them to be empowered the entire time. But for myself personally, I, uh, I believe in, in, you know, in just one-on-one. -on -one. I don't share. I don't want to share in any capacity. Um, and, in, and it might go back to my self-love. You know, I love on myself a whole lot. And I, you know, experiencing myself outside. I'm very territorial with me and my space and my peace. And I like, I like intimacy. And I, I personally can't see myself experiencing intimacy outside of it being a one-on-one -on -one experience. And so I like, I love intimacy. I, polygamy, it's like, how do you get the intimacy? Because intimacy feels so one-on-one. -on -one. And I want to say something else about soulmates. It's not always in a romantic setting. Because my mother is truly my soulmate, because we just 
when I, we just get it. And there's, you know, some parents who just don't get along with, we just get each other. And she says, if you weren't my daughter, you would still be my best friend. And I'm saying that because we are such kindred spirits that we, if we even have a disagreement that goes a little too far, we're both just in a heartbreaking, like, oh my God. And so it doesn't last long, right? Maybe a couple minutes and we're both like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry too. So I'm saying that to say that soulmate experience is so fulfilling that we shouldn't want it to be with just one person. Not polygamy, but we should we should want it to be with our brothers. You and you and Jared Dean can be soulmates as 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 bros. It happens. Oh, yeah. Dean's my soulmate. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. I, I I completely agree. I don't think that there's just one soulmate, but also thinking and saying that does not mean that you have to be in a polygamous relationship like you can be with one person and also believe that maybe there was more than one soulmate but you just found the one that was best Make for the you choice and then it's funny because uh, uh one of our friends who's who's on the podcast quite a bit kendall uh she has a twin sister and she says that her twin sister is her soulmate um hmm. so that was pretty cool to hear and doctor thank you so much for joining us you were such a delight. Make sure everybody listening, go on Amazon, check out her book, Mental Detox. Also, uh, you have an incredible website where you can sign up for a lot of your classes, Dr. Dr. Bryantinstitute.com, correct? Got it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And you can go up there and, doc and sign up for a lot of Dr. Bryant's classes right now. Um, tons of good stuff on there. Dr. Cheyenne Bryant, thank you so much for joining us. You got it. Thanks, guys, for having me. And go Thanks, out there and find your soulmate with an S. Yeah, we will. <laughs>Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Big thank you, of course, to Dr. Cheyenne Bryant, Jared Askin, as always, the very pointed questions. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who we got today. I know we got Becky back there, Hannah. We got Mark. Might have just unmuted his mic. And there is there the video. There he is. There he is. Mark. Hello, oh, Joey. We've got email time. That's you know what? Right. You know what else this podcast needed? Another guy. Come on <laughs> in. <Another> guy. <laughs> So do you guys thrill. remember? Uh, did you guys ever watch the show Blues Clues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember when they got mail and they would do the little mail jingle? I can't remember yeah. what it was. It's mail time. It's mail time. I I just remember the Blue Clues song where it's like, "We just got a Blues Clues. We just got well, a we just Blues." Got, that's it. We just got a letter. We just got a we, letter. That was it. That's what it is. We yeah. just got a letter. I wonder this what is, it says. Bing. Can we make like a can we make like a quip for that for every time we get the uh, the emails? We just got a letter. I'm gonna play it real quick we for everyone to listen to. We just got an email. We just got oh, wait, an I don't know if email. you're gonna be listening to my well, we headphones. We can't play it. We're gonna get copyright. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think <laughs> so. the limitations money kicks in for it. Now Mark's gonna read it. I think Let's that's an assignment for Easton. He will have a mail email intro for us by next week. That's what I predict. Yes. Who, Easton? I, yeah. I would I would do just about anything for that. But oh, I'm sure Easton's so happy about let, Let's just give him more work to do. Hey, Easton, you don't mind, right? Oh. Easton. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll do all of the audio, sound engineering, everything for it, and I'll send it to you guys, and then maybe we can implement it into next week's episode. Good. Fair. Well, today my job's easy. It's a very short email. Uh, it's from Anonymous. What is your favorite thing about your partner as a person? And what is your favorite thing about them as a partner? And then hmm. she asks, I assume it's a she, what is your least favorite thing about them as a person Ooh. and as a partner? Yeah. You nice. want to go first? <laughs> I, might, I might call Kaylin into the room for this, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, I mean, if she's right there, bring her on in. Uh, uh, but while I'm, bring, while I'm bringing her over, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, yeah, and I'm trying just, to think. Just go. Favorite thing about Ashley as a person? I'd probably say her, uh, her transparency. Ashley is uh, the most transparent person I've ever met, and I find it such an endearing quality. You know when she's sad. You know when she's happy. You know when she's mad. Uh, she just cannot hide at anything. She can't tell a lie, uh, and I, I find it very innocent, and I, I love that quality about her. So that's probably my favorite quality about Ashley as a person. What about as a partner? As a partner, she's... Um, <laughs> She's terrible. No. Uh, Ash as a partner, my favorite thing is probably her her just overall lovingness. Uh, She truly, really cares about my happiness. Uh, Uh And that's a very humbling thing in this world. When you find someone who really just cares about making sure that you are happy. Uh... So that's probably my favorite quality about her as a partner is that she just she loves me and I love her and and it's it's uh cool to be a part of that. And what is your least favorite thing about her? Um my least favorite thing 
<laughs> She's going to kill me for saying this, but I think it's kind of funny. So listen, you know, I'm sure sometimes you guys, isn't it nice waking up next to each other and maybe there's like some goofiness or flirtation, you know, and then it gets like touchy and feeling. It's really cute and it's fun. You know, you wake up, you guys ever kind of have those moments first in the morning? Nothing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Ash does not wake up like that. She is just like, like, just like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like her face is smushed and she's puffy as all hell. And she like, she hates the morning and she wakes up like Gollum where she's just like, <laughs> and it's like, oh God, Ash. But other than that, she's fantastic. But I, 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 I find it funny that like we, we don't have those moments. Like I, I we're very much an old couple in that aspect uh, where there's like no cute moments in the morning. She uh, always looks beautiful, mean- Becky. So Becky's busting my balls right now saying Ashley's always beautiful. Ashley is always stunning and beautiful, and I love her so much. But sometimes in the morning, it's not like, you know, I don't look that good in the morning. <laughs> I'm not I I look like too. But uh, there's, uh, you know, there's no, like, none of that cuteness in the morning. It's all like, I will oh, say one of, the, one of my very first memories of Ashley when I first met her was on a trip to Tahoe with other uh, friends of ours. And I remember waking up in the morning and I walked out into the living room. I'm a, I'm a late riser. You know, I can be a morning person if I have to be, but typically I'll get up around like 9 a.m. Um, and Ashley was already wide awake in the kitchen, uh, like lounging around the living room. And I walked out and she was wearing this like blue Robin Hood mask over her eyeballs. And I was like, what are you like? Just met this person. I was like, what are you wearing? Why are you wearing this? There's like six people in the house right now. You're walking around looking like freaking Robin Hood over here. And she goes, it's an ice mask. I wear it every morning to depuff my face. And then, like, a very reasonable, like, logical, practical thing to be doing. But I just remember, like, no shame whatsoever. She was like, this is my, this is my like, method. This is my, um, you know, this is what I do every morning or whatever. And I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I see, see what you're saying. Like, That's she- what I love about her so much because I, I love those things about her. I love that she walks around with an ice pack and she wears face masks and she does all these obscure things. It's her best quality. But, you know, I would say if you're making me gun to my head, choose the worst quality, I would say. It's not even a worst quality. It's just like, you know, there's no cuteness in the morning. Anyway, I'm sorry. Kaylin, come back. Where'd Kaylin go? <laughs> well, there's no cuteness in the morning over here either, apparently. Oh, I, I very much deny that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't believe that. All right, Kaylin. Well, the listeners are dying to know what is your favorite thing about your partner as a person and about them as a partner? Oh. I didn't read that correctly. Wait, go back. Favorite thing as a person and as a partner. Okay. As a person, I've said this multiple times, Dean just makes everyone feel so loved and special. I think that's his best quality. He does such a good job of like listening and I don't know what it is. It's just like everyone walks away from their conversations with him just feeling better about themselves. So that's my favorite thing about you as a person. I'd feel more loved and special if you showed up on time for the podcast every once in a while. Oh! (laughs) Just personally. You were late today? I was was having Wi-Fi connectivity issues today. Interesting. Yeah, everyone everyone sitting working on the uh, podcast right now is like, I never feel that way whenever I stop talking to you. You I always feel like a worse person after (laughs) you. That is not true. No, I I completely agree with you, Caitlin. Dean always makes me feel uh, better. Like, I always feel better after I talk to Dean. Yeah, he's just a, he's a great guy. You're very childlike, yeah. Dean. 
This is why I brought Kaylin in here was to like toot my own horn a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's true though. Like not to say that like you're a kid because you're not obviously, but there's, you know how when you're with a kid and like you could be in a really bad mood, but then like the kid is like, mm-hmm. hey, look, the sky's blue. Isn't that so cool? And you're like, wow, I'm, what am I mad about? Like this guy <laughs> just loves the sky because it's blue. That's kind of the similar energy that you have, Dean, where you just and, bring and up And that's like- Whenever we're arguing, whenever I'm in a bad mood, it's like he instantly lifts me out of it, even if I fight it so hard, just because it's like that childlike spirit where he's like, just be happy. Life's short, you know? Right. Unless you're the one that puts me in the bad mood. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then Then, all bets are off. Then he's in a bad mood for like a week. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. A week? No, it's like a a day, maybe two. Do you guys want to hear a funny story about what happened last (laughs) night? Uh, you know, like how the you, on the keys you got like little flip out keys, like you like press a little button and the key flops out. You know, what are you talking about flip out like key? car keys, like car keys, like oh, it's a key, yeah. it's like a little rectangular fob. You press the button, and it yeah, it's pops like a blade. Out. Exactly, it's like a little switchblade. <laughs> I was like walking out to my van to get something. My van has one of those little switchblade keys, and as I was walking past Kayla and I like flip it out, like wow, like watch out, I'm walking by, and immediately without reacting whatsoever, her she punches me in the gut as hard as she possibly can. <laughs> And I look at her and I was like, what the heck was that? And she goes, oh, I didn't punch you. I was just reacting to you flipping your key out. And I go, yeah, you reacted by punching me as hard as you can in the stomach. Okay. It was absurd. It was insane. It It wasn't as hard as I could. It was very gentle. Second thing, I only watch comedies. But at that time, I was watching Flight Attendant, which is like a spookier show. And I think that was like... Just me being tense from watching the show, and I just punched you. It just sounds like a lot of excuses. She says, it wasn't that hard, but she's <laughs> just trying to minimize exactly how hard it really was. She finally, and listen, it she finally thought you were going to kill but... her, Dean. She was like, this is the moment, <laughs> Dean. This is it right there. All right. Well, before we before we drag this on for too much longer, I'll get into these questions, since Kaylin only really answered one of them. And that's totally fine. It's, that's, I'm glad we got you for any part of this podcast, to be honest. I know you're a busy girl. So uh, what is my favorite thing about Kaylin as a person? I am going to wait for her to leave the room before it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what is it? She is, I tell her this all the time. I think she's one of the smartest people I know. Uh, and I always admire her ability to pick up on social cues and have conversations and uh, you know, the, all the stupid little inside jokes that I create in my own head, she's usually pretty good at picking up on those pretty quick. So that's one of the things that I admire most about her as a person. As a partner, um, she's very selfless. She is, even with this, she's had a sty infection for like the past week. Um, and I try my best to take care of her. I buy her, you know, I bought her like things to help take care of it. And I like have made her coffee and uh, breakfast and all those things. But even with the sty infection, she still makes me coffee in the morning sometime, most times uh, still, you know, is uh, very selfless, even though she is the one dealing with these uh, hindrances on the eyeball, but she's getting better, fortunately. Um, what is my least favorite thing about Kaylin? Uh, maybe I'll speak louder so she can hear me say this. My least favorite thing about Kaylin is uh, she always needs a timeline. She always needs to leave. She's always in a rush for no reason at all. She always needs to be somewhere in 10 minutes even though whether she gets there in 10 minutes or 30 minutes, there is not going to be a single gosh darn difference in anything at the end of the day. So I feel like she reaches out to me, hurries me up when I don't want to be rushed, and she gets me out the door earlier than I need to be. See, this is ridiculous. Also- this is See, this is like a job interview. I feel like such an asshole right now. I was trying to give like no, a real answer, and you're like, oh, I- she's timely. No, no. I, I <laughs> That's her worst quality. She's I, on time. I had enough- 
I had, I was gonna go two for one. I I can't remember what it was now. Um. um oh, Let me Jared, just defend myself for a second while you're thinking of yours. I love sure. my wife in the morning. She's the best in the morning. That's why I always take pictures of her in the morning because I find it so cute and endearing. I was just trying to find something. See, here she is to wreck the day. It's now, fine. I, I am love gross you. in the morning. You're not morning. gross. You're not I gross am. at all. I'm so gross no, in the morning. You're not gross at all. No, I, I am. just find it so funny. He's allowed to say that. No. I'm not offended. Hey, no. What's Jared, okay. while we have while yeah. we have her here, let's ask the question, sir. Yeah, what's my worst quality? Be honest. I love you more than anything. Nothing would offend me. <laughs> Um, he like when he's mad, he takes everything to an extreme. This is fair. Like it's just like it was a stupid thing to get over, like to get angry over, and then like he makes it a way bigger anger. Yeah. Like does that? Like, this is the stupidest example, but this is what happened recently. <laughs> it's a very stupid. Last example. night, we like we missed uh, cameos. Like we missed maybe three or four cameos within the past three weeks, okay? So that means, like, they expired. So we lost out on, a, like, $50. And he went from us missing one cameo to, we're f***ing bad at cameos. Don't, I didn't, don't swear. <laughs> They're going to believe it out. We, we shouldn't even be on this platform. No, I and didn't I'm like, say it like what? that. What? And Sharon, I we complete, like... <laughs> 95% of them and we do a good job at them. I just get mad at myself for like not being like I, I expect more from myself. So it was like, you know what? Let's not even if we can't do it right. Let's not even be on cameo. That's but that's what he does about everything that he's angry about. That's a fair point. So that's his worst quality. All right. Well, what's my best quality as a, as a partner? We'll do one more and then we're going to get out of here. You're very sensitive and you're very forgiving. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. You're you're so sweet. I love you more than anything. You got coffee breath. Okay, bye-bye now. <laughs> you're very I sweet. Breath? I love you. I'll brush my teeth. Okay, no, I love you no, too. You don't have to brush right. your teeth. All right, well, Dean has to go now. Okay, well, I love you and you're you very too. you're very you're very nice. You're very nice. Okay, okay. go. We'll 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 talk about on this <laughs> later. <laughs> that was um, probably my favorite segment we've ever had on Help I Suck at Dating. <laughs> Uh, did you answer? So you uh, did you ever figure out what the second one was? If you well, even didn't want to uh, talk about it anymore, <laughs> I, I totally forgot to even try to remember what that was, and I, I didn't want to cut that off any sh any shorter. But Easton chimed in and said, "I have a one hundred percent completion rate on Cameo." Uh, in response to your guys ninety five percent completion, which is very very commendable. I've got two Cameo stories. One, the first one that's not Easton related is. I set my cameo to be free on my birthday last year. And within five minutes, I think I had like 500 requests. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to get through all these cameo requests. I did like 20 of them. And then I was like, that's 20 minutes. I'm never going to get back. Um, and so I left 480 incomplete cameo requests. Oh, no. And so, so 95 is a far better completion percentage than what I have. And Easton... I paid you for a cameo once as an anonymous fan, and I think I wanted you to say something along the lines of uh, 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 something. It was like I wanted you to be shirtless. I requested you to be shirtless. I requested you to like talk about Mark and Jer and like something just like to remain anonymous, and it never got completed. I just want to go wow. ahead and say your completion rate completion. is hi, Easton. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to get the screen to focus. I, I'm holding up my Cameo app right now. I'll send you a screenshot Sorry, of this. We can't 100%. see it. Nope, we can't see it. We got to end the podcast. Easton, Easton's lying. For some reason, I have a 44 Cameo streak out of 43 Cameos. I somehow did. I have a streak that's longer than the amount <laughs> this book. <laughs> I, I did free ones.
You know, they okay, say well, 60% I, of the time, it works every time. Every time. I want to say I paid $10 to Easton to take a shirtless cameo, and I never received it, and uh, I'm not pleased. I, I will send you a, another shirtless video doing whatever the hell you want as soon as this is oh, over. Great. I promise, <laughs> yeah. okay? As long as you pay me on cameo. <laughs> yeah. I need that $20. I need it, man. Well, that's the thing is you got it. I lost it, and now you have $20, $10. That's probably why you got the streak was because you like didn't request or no, you said, I don't want to do this. And then they still gave you the streak anyways. Such BS. It is BS. We'll, we'll, we'll get it sorted out. We'll get it sorted out. And I still haven't got a chance to stare into Easton's nipples. But that's life sometimes. Sometimes you get the nipples, sometimes you don't. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Jared, I love you to death. Thank you for being my podcast soulmate. Aww, Big thank you. Thanks, buddy. Love you too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big thank you to Evan, Carly, Bennett, Kelly Flanagan, <laughs> yeah. and Jane Fonda for all giving us something to talk about on this podcast. Of course, big thank you to Dr. Cheyenne Bryant for she was very, very smart. And I, I, I wish we can get her back one of these days to tell us more about uh, the wealth of knowledge that she has. Thank you to Mark and Easton uh, for reading our emails. Easton for working on our quip for next week. We got a mail. We got a mail. We got a mail, 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 mail. And that's about all I got. So, uh, Jared, anything else you want to add? I'll just uh, end it on Easton's nipples. I think that's a good way of doing ending this podcast. Uh, and thank you to Ashley and Kaylin, of course, too, for chiming in and sharing their experiences dating us. The horror stories, really, let's be honest. Yes, yes. We should dedicate a whole episode to horror stories from dating. Maybe that's down the line. Maybe that's next week where we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety? Struggling to find restful sleep or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. 
Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.